Alrighty, we are live, and we're going to be going over something that, um, if you don't know, I've been really into a lot of random, old school kind of self-help, original development, how things were. None of this, hey, listen, I'm going to produce a video every single week, kind of like me, but it was... I'm going to produce a book that has decades of knowledge and hundreds of hours and thousands of mentor moments throughout my life. And I'm just going to do a couple of just, you know, audience participation kind of deals. And I'm talking about people like Neville Goddard, who you've probably never heard of, but honestly has had the biggest influence this past two weeks that anyone has ever had in a while. And the reason being is that he brings two things into the, the limelight when it comes to goals. The first one is emotion, okay? So w memories, okay? We remember anything that is very emotional, it could be anything in our childhood, a big championship game, something that happened that scared the crap out of you. The more emotional, the bigger the impact, the more you're going to remember it. So that really has to do with your goals. If you're just sitting there and you say, I want a new car, I want a girlfriend, I want a better job, that's not emotional. You're not emotionally thinking into it. So it's, it's, it's the emotional impact of how you're thinking about your goals, okay? It is also the title of this video, which is, and I know you haven't done it, and you really should do it, so really before getting into it, let's just talk about that for a second, is that write down what you want. <laughs> as basic as that is, write down what you want. Write down what you want in 2020. What is the one thing that you want in 2020? What is that overarching big end goal, that legacy that you want? The best questions, I actually, I have this at home because I was listening to Neville Goddard. I think that's how you say his last name. And he has a, a big manuscript and there's religious connotations in it but either way he essentially is saying that your word is god and the way that i'm saying that is that you are essentially creating your reality which you already know but you're actually creating it through the two words i am so i am broke i am happy i am excited i am nervous so you're you are taking your mind through words, creating your reality, and then because you said it, you believe it, and because you said it, you live into it. So going back to what I was just talking about is, this is the best thing that you could be doing, and the reason I'm making this video now instead of at any other time, which is going into the weekend, is that put yourself at age 75 or 80 years old. My dad's 86, so the best time is at an older age when your kids that you may not have or your wife or your husband, were gr you're grown up and you're just sitting there and you're looking back and you're saying, what was the life like that I had? 
okay? Who are you surrounded by? What is the wealth that you have? What is the impact? What is the passive income coming into your life? What was your career like? What is your body like right now? And that's the thing, okay? The time, God bless, God willing, is gonna pass anyway. It's going to pass anyway. You will turn that age unless something happens. So this is the most important thing, is that if you look at someone that's older, and I highly implore you when you're walking around the supermarket or if you live in a big city like I do, you pass a lot of old people. And you pass a lot of people that are overweight, that are wealthy, they're well-dressed, they're happy, they're excited, they got great jobs, they have great fashion, whatever the case is, you see a lot of people. And when you see a lot of people, you say, what did that person do? What, what, what made them make the decision to move out of the city and live by themselves, by themselves, in a rural area? They probably got sick of the city, understandably so. I've been there for decades. I want to move out and just tend to my garden. But they don't have a family. They don't have any kids. They're retired but they're still young. They're still in their 50s or their 60s. What were their decisions? What what made them say, you know what? This isn't right for me. Or I'll see someone that's a little bit overweight or I'll see someone that's obese and I say, okay, what did they do and when did it start? When was that time, that gap, that the expectation of their body and where they are was so big that they said, ah, fuck it. No need to eat a salad. I'm already beyond the ex I'm already beyond where I would feel my expectations of getting back into shape are. That's the best way to put it. Okay? So you're essentially having a gap that's so big that you give up. I actually I had this right up here. You can't really see it, but this is essentially what happens is that most people get married at an age that is 27, 28, 29. I was talking about it with the guy that I make phone calls with, Eric, and I said, I'm nowhere near getting married right now. I'm looking for a spouse, but I'm nowhere near getting married. Like if the perfect person came into my life, I'm not ready. And the reason being is that I have a growth stock. My stock is growing, okay? And this is why, because we were talking about it, I know someone that recently just got married, I think actually last weekend, and I ran into her, and I just thought, I think she's settling. I think she's settling. And he's like, yeah, man, I I know a lot of people like that. And we discussed it, and this is the conclusion that I came to, not him. This is the conclusion I came to, is that you hit a point where you just think, I think this is the best I'm going to be. This is the best I'm going to be. And then you look for someone that is in the immediate time frame or within the next year or two years, and then you just say, I'm going to get married, or this is the best job, and then you just settle. You, you just hit a point where you just say, this is the best job I'm going to get. I'm just going to stay here. This is the best spouse. This is the best my health is going to get. And then guess what you do? You accept it. This is the thing. If you saw my Instagram stories today, I was very passionate today. And the reason I was passionate today is because 
people don't accept the bad things that go through their mind and they say that's they they say that their thoughts are them but instead it's just a thought passing in their mind that thought could be i should be wealthier i should have more money why do i have so much debt i'm a loser whatever the thoughts are people accept that but they don't accept that they could change do you understand how powerful that is do you understand how powerful so this is the title of the video is that i i cannot oh, if i could i would implore you to brain dump this is journaling okay this isn't the greatest journal, but it's essentially something that I do right before I make my phone calls and I'm gonna do right after this video, which is essentially right now, I couldn't attract the quality of women I would wanna be and I won't settle, I need a higher quality person. Exactly. Listen, when someone says, why don't I have? That is the first, that is the first indication to me is that they want something even though they don't deserve it. The reason they don't have a million dollars, the reason they don't have the job of their life, their career, their, 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 their calling, their legacy, their goals, whatever, is because they have not become that person yet, okay? It is the perfect example of someone that gets a lot of money and in a lottery and they spend it because they haven't worked up to that. It's the childhood star that hasn't grown behind, be, above being a childhood star. Okay, they, they haven't become, they haven't gone through being dragged through the mud for decades as a comedian and then boom, oh, who's this Bill Burr guy? Who's, who's this Charles Botenstein guy? Well, Charles Botenstein has been here since November 15, 2019 and five years earlier. And the reason I don't have the audience is because this stuff hasn't gotten out there. <laughs> the best way to say it is actually is that I haven't put the time into it. That means the thumbnails, the video, understanding the algorithms. It's just, it's for me, doing this isn't really, I know it's gonna come and it will come. And, and honestly, because this doesn't make any money, I actually have to pay for nicer shit so you guys don't complain about the audio. Kidding is that my job is to be really good at something. So when I come on here, I actually have credibility. I'm not someone that says, oh, I read about it in a book. It's like, no, Charles, I made two, I made this morning 265 dials. Okay, that was over two hours. And then I got on the phone with Salesforce because that's gonna be our new CRM. And it was a crazy day. And that's the thing is that if someone talks about, well, listen, cold calling is about this or calling for business is about this. Well, you read that in a book. You didn't actually get on the phone and had someone literally tell you, you know, some choice words that you, you, you can't really say on a podcast. Okay. It's, it's the, it's the B, then it's the do, and then you have it. Okay. You don't, you don't do, and then you have it, and then you be it, or you don't, the, Listen, this is the best way to put it. So Neville Goddard said, and then Brian Tracy in the newest book that I'm reading right now, Maximum Achievement, says that you have to start with the end in mind. And, and it really hit me when I was listening to that this morning. 
for probably the fourth time is that you have to start with the end in mind is that you have to say that I am XYZ not I will be okay this is very basic and I know everyone understands this but it's it's it, even in the journal it says literally it says in 33 days I will blah 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 no 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 I have it already and if you listen to one of the stories um, Neville Goddard was mentored by this guy, Abdullah. And Abdullah was essentially someone that, and when he was saying this, it was, I think, 1958 when he was producing the lecture that I was listening to. And he was talking about he wanted to go to Barbados. And Abdullah, who is his mentor, said, no, 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 you're in Barbados. Goddard didn't understand it. He said, go to bed tonight with, and he lived in New York City, with the intention of waking up on a beautiful beach. You're going to bed in Barbados. And he was explaining the story of how he got to Barbados without having the money and everything else. Obviously, people say the secret, the law of attraction, all that. And by the way, once you start getting into it, all the older, the old school guys like, um, you know, Norman Vincent Peale, Goddard, um, you know, Earl Nightingale were pretty fucking good at what they did. And all these new school guys have nothing on these old school guys. They knew they were articulate and they had real jobs. And a lot of them fought in a war. Okay. They were, they were badass men. Okay. So start with the end in mind, but you can't start in the end in mind. Perfect example for me is I what I am saying every single morning, because I'm getting back into it, is I am an elite prospector. So in other words, that's how I, I loved it. I, I love calling for business. It gets my, my, my heart and my blood flowing. It's, it's challenging. It's live. It's raw. It's real. I have to convince someone. It's influencing. It's on the spot. It's just, it's just, it's just amazing. I love it. I love it. And I can't get that any other way. I can't get that from posting on social media. You know, people are like, I'm going to get business by posting on social media. Cool. If that works, do it. Okay. This is the thing. I am now saying every single thing. I earn $10 million public speaking worldwide. $50 million effortlessly flows into my bank account annually. In other words, and it's so basic, but if you get away, and this is why it's basic, is because most people say, don't say, or it's really hard, because I'm saying I have $50 million flowing into my bank account, okay? I have $10 million public speaking. I know I'm gonna be public speaking. I know I'm gonna be wealthy. I know that I'm gonna be successful. I know that. That's different than saying I am. I know is the future. I am is now, okay? And I just started, so I can't tell you how amazing it is or have all these crazy stories, but it actually does feel better walking around saying I am a globally known public speaker, okay? And again, I'm doing the public speaking because that's going to be my legacy. When I'm looking back, and 80 is going to be really young, 
really young. I'm going to probably be halfway through my life at 80. No joke. Because if I'm starting on this health journey now at 30 and not going to toot my own horn, but if I have a really good lower low heart rate, I have cut out all of the toxins that I put in and on my body. I don't use moisturizer or facial cream or, you know, I, I don't use deodorant. I don't use hair wash. You know, I use water-based, you know, organic everything. So if I'm doing that, let alone what I eat and how much water I drink, like, I'll be fine. I've cut out you know, a lot of alcohol. I only drink maybe once every three to four weeks, meat once a quarter. You know, I'm, I'm literally going to live for a while. I have un- amazing amounts of energy. So if you look at all of that, it's just going to happen. It's a matter of time. Okay. So I would say for anyone is if you really do go back and you, and you read a book like Maximum Achievement, by Brian Tracy. There are things in there. This is this is one thing which is called the law of correspondence. And he just he just goes each page has a different law. Okay, the law of belief, the law of cause and effect, which everyone knows, but the law of correspondence really hits home. And the reason it hits home is that everything on the outside was created from the inside everything everything the way the lens you look at things someone hangs up on you and then some people will never make cold calls again someone will say that's a bad lead i call them back the same thing happened okay Sometimes they pick up and they say, I just hung up on you. And I said, oh my God, I thought we got disconnected. That's a different lens. That's a totally different lens. You are exactly where you should be. Exactly where you should be. You have the exact money, body, health, relationships, happiness. You want something on the outside. It's never gonna come on the outside. And just to reiterate, what I was talking about on Instagram stories today is that I've talked about it before. So my buddy texted me and he, um, he texted me and he said, and it was early in the morning and he was already out at, it, it, he left at five o'clock to go biking and he, and he opened the George Washington bridge, which is crazy on his bike. He didn't, he didn't, the cops did, but you know, he said, thanks a lot. They opened that, I think at five, 40 a.m. so you could cross the bridge on your bike the the car lanes of course are open but so he crosses over pitch black goes out to the market which is where the bike bicyclists on weekends hang out and we all bullshit around and and show off our shiny red bikes and whatever and he texted me and he and he and he said there's a hologram of him, of me in his mind because he said that moving to california is not going to solve his problems and I love that because it's not. And I talked when I first met him, that's exactly what he was going to do. And for it to be in his mind that California is going to solve his problems, that means that he feels number one is that we shouldn't have problems, which is total false. 
Our first problem is that we feel like we shouldn't have problems. Okay, Buddhism, life is suffering. You start from there, okay? But first of all, is moving, you know, wherever you go, there you are, okay? I, I don't want to do the cliches or whatever, but it's, it's, it's true, is that if you don't actually permit yourself to go deep down, deep into that, why do I hate my mom? Why is my dad an asshole? Why is my, my wife or my spouse a bitch? Why do I hate my boss? And you literally just go through that. So for me, I had insecurities about women. I had insecurities about success. I had insecurities about that I was worthy. I had insecurities about public speaking, about having an opinion by being wrong. I had all of these insecurities and they might still be there and they probably pop up at certain times. But it took me, and I told him, it took me 12 years, hundreds of thousands of dollars, thousands of tens of thousands of miles of going to all of these conferences across the world, literally across the world, across the world, Fiji to go to Tony Robbins, Canada multiple times, Mexico multiple times to see speakers, Europe to see speak. Like I went to all these places just to dive into that area and just say, why do I have this thing about making money? Why am I spending the money I make? What is it? It's your childhood. What was what was the conversation about money? Okay, write it down. What did your parents say about money? Did you have a lot of money waking um, uh, being raised? What were your friends like around money? And that was then. It was girls. Were you popular? Yeah, I was pretty popular. Popular with girls? Nah, not really. Like, yeah, I had a girlfriend every once in a while, but it wa I wasn't like that raging stud that I would see my buddy. Like, the girls would always go to him, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what about it? And I knew at an early age that it was not looks. I knew at an early age it wasn't looks, which is even worse, because then you say, what's wrong with my personality? And if you don't do that hard work, ever, then you'll bring it to your grave. And you'll just say, I would have, but it was my parents' fault. I would have, but it was my brother or my sister or my spouse or my children or society or school. It was something, that's why. So until you actually dive deep, and it is not easy, it is not easy. That's what people think. They go to a seminar and then it's like, okay, you've been blessed. Thanks for the $5,000. Go with your insecurity into the real world. No, you need to dig into your childhood and understand why you are the way you are. And then over time, you start thinking more and more and then you start accepting that they did the best that they could in raising you or the boss the school, the teacher, the coach, the parents, the raising, whatever, they did the best that they could. And then from there, you can just say, you know what? And this is the most important thing is, I accept that. And when you can accept thoughts that go through your mind, okay? 
Elon Musk recently said this on an interview, and he is so goddamn fascinating. It's it's sickening how fascinating. I wish this guy wasn't so awesome at business and would do more interviews. But he said, and it's obviously well-known, but the way that he, he said it, he said, I can't get the exact words. But he essentially said is that we go through life with a one or whatever amount of million year old brain and we feel like we're in control when in fact that brain is all in control and it's essentially you know they 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 call it about the the happiness hypothesis is that you know you have this elf this rider and this elephant the elephant is the subconscious mind but if you really think about it the million brain is so old and it and it controls everything and if you allow that, which is your subconscious mind, and then the prefrontal cortex, which is essentially, God, the most recent brain, and that's consciousness, you know, people talk about just asinine things. But if you think of consciousness, which is the prefrontal cortex, which created everything, and you think of that and you say, this thing doesn't run really anything. This just puts meaning to it. We're run on emotions. Okay, and when you put all of that together, put all of that together, and then you understand that if you can just accept that your thoughts are not you, that your insecurities are not you, it is just a passing insecurity, a passing thought, a passive negative, you can change all of that. Okay, Norman Vincent Peale, the positive, the, the, the power of positive thinking, you go one week, okay, Emmett Fox. Okay, this is another author, old school author, just absolutely incredible wisdom that these these guys, men put out there. And if you think about it, you can change anything. And if you accept where you are, then you can go on that road. Okay, to go to the opposite and to conclude the video is if you know that you can accept where you are, Okay, you accept your exact conditions as they are. The amount of money you have, the body you have, the mindset, the negativity, the positivity, the boss, everything. If you just accept, you, you could be at peace. And then as more shit comes into your brain and you accept that, that will give you a level of confidence I cannot even tell you. But then from there, you then say, okay, this is what I want. Okay, so you, this is how I want to be looking back. Okay, so from 80 to right now, I'm 34. So looking back right now, okay, I'm going to be doing it tonight, actually. You know, the more I think about it is the more when someone says, you know, the Bible is not real. Okay, maybe parts, and I don't know, like people say it's not real, but the way that, um, Neville comes at it. He says, listen, it's a way to say that when you say, you know, the power is within you and you say, I am. So if you could say I am and you're creating, why not create the future? You know, that's very Dr. Joe Dispenza, but why not? Why not? The reason you wouldn't is because you don't know. And that's the brain dump. The brain dump is you spend 20 minutes to get all the shit out of your brain. I journal every day now. 
because I notice how much goes throughout my mind, okay? The why not is extremely powerful in the sense that if you're not where you want to be, but you want it to be somewhere different, here's an example. This girl that I know, she just turned 38, okay? In her post on Instagram, she said, uh, and she's moving out of New York City, and she's not married, she has no kids. And there's going to be a lot of women that are in that bandwagon, by the way. Tons of women. Tons. Tons of women. It is just the beginning to women being single and not having kids. Because there is not enough men (laughs) that are up to what they want. And that essentially comes down to people like myself to, you know, help out men. And we need that. By the way, we need that. We need good men. We need good men. All right? I don't care what anyone says. So going back to what I was going to say is she posted, I turned 38. I thought it was going to be in a different area. I thought it was going to have a lot going on for me. And she said these two words that really stuck with me. She, she, said, she said, I feel untethered and I feel disoriented. And I really thought about that. How many people now are essentially, Neville is amazing. I do. I agree with that. How many people are really sitting there and saying, I I am in complete control of my life and I'm very happy of where I am. And the reason is that we feel that what we're doing may not have meaning or that we're wasting time. I feel that's, that's a big portion of it. And then we feel like we want to get control and it's always about tomorrow. And it's always about right now. So tomorrow is, I'll start tomorrow. Or right now is, why don't I have it right now? And these are very, very powerful questions. These are not, you know, snippets or tidbits or something like that. But they are deep philosophical questions that clearly everyone has been speaking about all the way back to the beginning of written word, you know, until it was tablets and, and language and everything else. And one of the conclusions I came to this morning, which is not only accepting, but the challenge, challenging yourself in any arena will give you confidence in all other arenas. Here's the example. So I make these calls, 265 calls. It's very challenging, okay? Not in the courageous sense where I'm going to war, I'm going into a burning building, but you're feeling the fear of rejection all the time, and then you'll hit big on a $7 million property, which I have an appointment on Monday. And this is the funny thing is I go out to Chopped, which is the salad place I go to. And there's this very pretty girl over there. No one's talking. Everyone's on their phone because that's how humans now live. Nobody knows how to speak to each other. And this girl had this jacket that um, I looked at her and I'm like, you have to be the warm. That jacket looks so freaking comfortable. I'm, I'm like, you could, that's like a house. I'm like, look at that thing. It had fur around here. It had wool coming out. It was like this big-ass jacket. And she laughed. We joked around and everything like that. But it was so casual that I didn't even think about it. Maybe a year ago, I'd be like, well, there's people here. What are they going to say? What are they going to think? And it's easy for folks that are watching this to be like, oh, of course. No, I would do it. I would easily do that because I'm the fucking man. But this is the thing is do you understand everything I say is a simile for something else, 
Okay. So the simile of me making tough phone calls allowed the confidence to bleed into other areas. Okay. Me waking up and biking hardcore this morning on my indoor trainer. It was one of the harder sessions that I had 240 Watts for five times five minutes. And I got off that sweating my ass off. My buddy texts me that he's going to move to California and that he has a hologram of me on his shoulder saying, dude, get, get those problems in that moving to California is not going to solve his problems. Okay. Nothing will solve your problems. Nothing. Money, food, alcohol, drugs, internet, porn, doesn't matter. Nothing will solve your problems. You can solve your problems by accepting it. And by the way, it's not a problem. It's not a, what are you going to do? You're dragging around this thing your whole life. Okay. I told you my insecurities before the easiest way is blaming other people for my insecurities and going to my grave thinking that, and then saying, it wasn't me. It was them. That's why I didn't achieve anything. That's why. That's why. And by the way, if you want the highest quality job, money, girl, guy, anything, okay? If you want the highest quality, you have to be the highest quality, okay? So I'm going to go and say, I would have made more money, but I would have had a better spouse, but I settle it, settled in life because... It was my childhood. It's because of all these people around me that implanted this bullshit. Yeah, they did. They implanted a lot of bullshit. Everyone has implanted bullshit. Nobody has perfect stuff. Nobody. Tony Robbins' kid. He went through a lot because Tony wasn't around. Uh, Ray Dalio, one of his kids, was addicted to drugs. Uh, Jack Canfield. He doesn't get along with his son because they weren't around. These are figures, public figures, spiritual figures. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, Phil Knight or not Phil Knight. Phil Knight. Yeah, the guy from Nike. One of his kids hates or he was addicted to drugs. The other one like drowned because, you know, like what? Dude, everyone has problems. The number one problem is that we think we shouldn't have any problems and i'm not going to give you sorry to hear i apologize blah 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 because we all have it to whatever extent and we fence ourselves in mentally and then we create a little barrier in a comfort zone and the older we go the higher that fence goes that barrier gets up and then it starts creating a ceiling and now we're enclosed and we're imprisoned in our own mind the older we get and then you can't even get out. So I cannot implore you enough to think about the end in mind. What is the end? What is your legacy? What do you want to be known for? What do you, what do you want people to be saying on that little dash between when you were born and between when you died. What is that dash? What do you want there? Okay, you start with that, and then you say, who do I need to be right now to be that? Charles, I am a global speaker earning $10 million. 
I earn $50 million annually passively. I am an elite prospector. BPI is known, or I'm sorry, BPI operates all over the world. These are things that I have in my mind. I use acceptance courage a lot. I talked about that. All right? Yeah, exactly. Don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Or as Grant Cardone said, listen, don't lower your goals. Up your activity. You know, in real estate market, if you haven't been following me, it's a buyer's market. So what am I going to do? Lower my goal? No. Make 265 calls. He made 191 calls. That's a lot of people. That's 460-something people, 450-something people, okay? If you think about it, that's up in the activity on a Friday when it's cold in New York City, the holidays are right around the corner, everyone's complaining, everyone's talking about, apparently there's an impeachment going on. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Is someone going to get up there at your deathbed and be like, you know what? You were the best person that I've ever known to watch news. Yo, you read every news article. You're the best news article. Have you heard of any of those people? In 1930, 1940, 1950, 2010? Has anyone, has there been something on, on your computer screen lately that said this This person watched all of the YouTube videos that were ever produced. Nobody cares because you're not producing anything. It's there to distract you. They are, everyone is levying for your attention. Disney has Disney goal. That's ESPN. Amazon's competing for this. Netflix, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube TV, your iPhone in general, gaming, Everyone, I'm competing for your attention. Everyone is competing for your attention. Where do you vote with your attention? How are you giving your attention? Are you giving it to every news article? You know why that's easy? Because it's drama. And drama got us killed if we didn't get if we didn't know what drama happened when we came back to the tribe, we died. Huh? What do you mean? There is there is an attack on the tribe? There was a lion somewhere. That's the drama. That got you killed. Today, that's not going to get you killed. Today, that's going to have an even worse effect because you're not going to die. You're going to have a slow, regretful life. Start with the end in mind. All right? Yeah, I don't watch sports at all. I don't know what's going on in the news I don't know what is going on in politics. I have no idea what's going on in any entertainment whatsoever, music, movies. You know why? Because I don't care. And what am I going to do? I don't go to movies. I don't buy music. I just I listen to the same Spotify playlist, which is house music when I'm making phone calls or rock music when I'm running. I don't care if if someone says, if if Spotify says, hey, listen, we just put this in here. Cool. Great. Add in a new song. I'm not seeking that out. Great. There's a great movie. I, I completely think every new movie that comes out with De Niro and and Scorsese and all those other characters who I love. I, I literally said I'm going to watch this movie. 
I have no desire to watch that movie. None. None. If there is a DiCaprio movie, I might see that because he is my favorite actor. But politics, I don't I'm I don't donate. I don't go to rallies. I don't you know, talk about it. Literally. It's talked about by a lot of my clients. And I just look at them and they say, Oh, you don't blah blah blah. And I say, No, I don't talk about politics. Dead straight. End of conversation. That's it. I can't, I can't, uh, yeah. It's Elon Musk talking about, you know, why do people not, you know, he, he talked about it when he was interviewed in Dubai. And people look at him and they say, why? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And I've already brought it up here. And he said, because I want people to wake up and feel inspired. That's really hard in a world right now that is so easy to live. Okay? We are not going to die from disease, most likely, unless it's brought upon us by later years. But I mean like, you know, early disease. Uh, Bad water, probably not. Sanitation, probably not because we go to the bathroom in the toilet and we flush it away. Food, famine, probably not. War, probably not. So what's left? What's left is mental, okay? And we are now creating problems. So instead of creating problems, we create, it's going to sound corny, but we create the future and we accept problems. We accept there's going to be uncontrollable thoughts in my mind. Charles, you're tired. Charles, you've been working out. Charles, you don't have to. Charles, 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 Charles. I accept it. I accept it. I accept it. Okay. Acceptance curve. Yes, I will watch the new curb <laughs> because Larry David is fantastic. I'm going to leave you on this one thing that I've been using for a while now, and it's called uh, acceptance courage. So, by the way, you hear that in the background? That's New York City for you. Um, Acceptance courage is, and I actually know the difference between all the sirens. That is a cop. I know the difference between a cop, a ambulance, a volunteer organization, you know, (laughs) I know. But acceptance courage means that I don't understand pretty, pretty good. Uh, Acceptance courage means that This is an area that I want to change and I don't know all the answers and I'm not going to be good when I start and I accept that. I accept that I'm going to suck a lot. Skiing, calls, approaching pretty girls, a new business, saving money, waking up early, working out, exercising, running, biking, doesn't matter. Acceptance courage is now on my goals. Because I know I'm going to be walking into big pitches, big meetings, public speaking. I'm going to be walking into these things and I have to accept I am going to suck at it first. But if I'm going to do this, I have to do it. Okay? It's the Jocko Willick last video where someone asked him, how do I, how do I step into fear? And he goes, step. Step. 
All right, well, start with the end in mind, please. And if you don't know what the end in mind is, nobody does. I don't. But I do know that if you write it down and you think about it and you put emotional impact and you think about it every single day, that there will be a better chance that you will have exactly what you want. So have an amazing day. Enjoy your Saturday. I'm going to go visit my pops. He's, uh, he's going through some things uh, health-wise. So uh, it's going to be good to you know understand that you see it live from someone that you know personally that you only have one life and I will be in his position at one time, you know, in a hospital bed and being like, what did you do? What'd you do? Charles, what'd you do? You know, for him, he did an amazing job. You know, it's like, yeah, it's powerful. You know, stop, stop putting your, put, stop watching shit. And make it harder for you to watch things. I'm talking about Instagram stories and everything else. So have an amazing weekend. Start with the end in mind. Detail it.